0: Love, Talk Radio
1: Welcome to the Girlfriend Network where women stay connected with your host,
2: Nicole and Karishma right here on the Love Zone USA Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to the Girlfriend Network right here on the Love Zone USA. We hope everyone had a splendid weekend, and we are so excited. Um, tonight is going to be absolutely wonderful. We have author Terry Woods on the line, the pioneer of urban fiction. Um, it is me, Karishma, with my lovely co-host, Nicole. Nicole, how are you?
1: Hi, Karishma. I'm good. We made it to another Monday. <laughs> How exactly.
2: That's <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I am in, you know, the preparation for the holiday season. I mean, it's it's Halloween this Wednesday. Are you celebrating Halloween, or did you celebrate?
1: I don't. Typically, <laughs> I don't. But I have nothing against Halloween. I like it, you know. But okay. I haven't been to a costume party in years. Are you attending any parties? You know,
2: I am not. I'm all about the spooks and scare of Halloween. So, you know, I've been watching my horror films every day, um, doing all <laughs> that. But I honestly, every year I say I'm going to dress up. And I think of, you know, great costumes earlier in the year. And I'm like, okay, next Halloween I'll do it. And then before I know it, it's Halloween again, I'm too lazy to do no. anything.
1: So I'm like. Mm, same here. We are stuck I, in the same situation. What is going on with that? But tell me out of curiosity, if you were dressing up, who would you be?
2: If I was dressing up, I would, you know, I would dress up like I would want to be something that is, like, an unusual costume. So I'd, like, either pick Beyonce in a certain scene or I'd be Cher. But honestly, oh, my yes. point, as much as I say I would love an intricate costume, it would always be whatever's easiest. Like, I would probably Great. wear all black and say I'm a witch. But I do, <laughs> I do admire those that have, like, the very, like, detailed costumes where you see them you know they worked on it and you know exactly who they're trying to be
1: you know yes
2: what about you what would you be or have you seen any halloween (laughs) costumes that are your favorite
1: yes i would be one person and i've been saying that if i go to a halloween party for the past three years that i would be her. And it's actually Wonder Woman. I love Wonder Woman. Loved her since I was a child. So, like, she's my all-time favorite superhero. And I think I would make a pretty badass Wonder Woman. But You will be a great Wonder to, Woman. <laughs> hasn't happened yet. But I'm going to keep hope alive and, you know, see what happens. We'll try for next year, I guess, because I'm already over this year. So I'm even deciding because I'm trying to get out of this funk, but the past couple of years, I'm ashamed to say it. I haven't even passed out candy because I'm just like, ah, I just don't feel like answering the door. Even though, like I said, I have nothing against Halloween. I think it's wonderful. I enjoy seeing all the kids in their costumes. I'm just not beat to be opening and closing my door all night. So the last couple of years, I've gotten smart, and I'm like, oh, I know how to avert this. So I've just been going to the gym and not coming home until I'm pretty sure all the trick or treaters have uh, gone away. That's terrible, right? But
2: <laughs> so no, it's okay. I I, I totally <laughs> understand. I would turn off my. I think. Growing up, my mom wasn't really a big fan of getting out candy either. We used to just turn off our lights and, like, pretend like we weren't home. Like, you right. just hide in the basement, you watch a movie, oh you're God. not there. Right. I mean, I yeah, maybe 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 we need to rethink this and go, maybe we don't like Halloween. <laughs>
1: uh, right? I know, but I do. But it's so funny because there's been times that I've been in my home, my lights are out, and my doorbell has still rung. And then I'm like, I freeze, like. Nobody move, nobody breathe, because <laughs> until they go away. Like, what do you do? Because then you feel like a jerk because they're like, oh, if anybody knows that you're home and you're not giving out candy, you look like such a scrooge. So basically that's why I'm like, let me just go somewhere. So I don't look like a scrooge and I have an excuse. Oh, I'm sorry. I was at the gym. That's why I didn't give out candy this year when really I didn't want to. So that's been like my safe havens for the past couple of years, Halloween. I'm so ashamed. That's so terrible. No, you know,
2: next, we're going to make a pact. Halloween 2019, we will participate in some way or the other. Um, That is our pledge to everyone listening right now. You know, listeners, you can hold us accountable. Next Halloween, if Nicole and I say that we are doing the same thing we did this year, you can yell at us. You can give us a call and be like, you guys said this. You know, keep us true to it. Start reminding us in July. Like, hey, ladies, right. it's a few months. You got to get your right. costume act together. Got to buy the candy for the kids. Um, but I, I, I'm really uh, excited for today. Uh, we're going to have author Terry Woods on. She's a pioneer of urban fiction, and we're going to talk uh, all things. And I mean, I I am an avid reader. I love a good novel, so I'm really, really excited to have her on and pick her brain. Um yeah, so let's go on to our first song, which is uh, In My Feelings by Drake. And when we're we'll back, we'll have Terry uh, Woods joining us right here on The Girlfriend Network.
0: Trap, trap, money, penny. She got me in my fist. Gotta be real with it. Yep. Kiki, do you love me? Are you writing? Say you never ever a I know you're special, girl, because I know too many. Reisha, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never, ever leave from beside me, because I want you, and I need you, and I'm down for you. always. JC, Do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never, ever leave from beside me, because I want you, and I need you, and I'm down for you. always.
2: Kissing, kissing, kissin in a way, Kiss, kissing, kissing, in a way. Uh, I need that black card in the, code to the cold to the face, cold code to the
0: face, cold, cold to the face. I show them how to network, works, in that fit to chill. What's on net, 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 network? Cause I want you and I need you, and I'm down for y'all, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm down for y'all, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm down for y'all, down, y'all, down for you always. Don, down for you gradu <orrowUS> I need to lead the weapon against the challenges of love, I'll call on the Love Zone USA.
1: This is Danny Glover. Hey, welcome back to the Girlfriend Network here on the Love Zone USA. Hey, listeners, call in, 347-539-5729. Also, I always have to say it, we have an IG page, so please look us up at the underscore girlfriend underscore network. Look us up and see what we have going on in any upcoming shows. So, Karish, you there? Yes, I am. So tonight we're talking to the very beautiful Terry Woods, who is the author. Um, She is an author, excuse me, and she is known best as the pioneer of urban fiction. So let's bring her on. Terry, are you there?
3: Yes, hello. How are you?
1: Hi, Welcome. How are you?
3: Oh, thank you. <laughs> how are you?
1: <laughs> We're good. We're excited to have you on the show.
3: Thank you for joining thank us. You. No problem. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. So, Terry, we're just going to jump right into it. Um, First of all, we know that you are an author, a very, very successful author, and known as the pioneer of urban fiction, and you also, um, as of recently, have written some children's books. So can you just tell our listeners, we always like for our guests to introduce themselves and to give our listeners their social media contacts so they know um, where and how to find you. So can you do that?
3: Oh, I'm um, sure. Um I have several, but you can go to Facebook and uh, you can search Terry Woods. And you can also go to Instagram. I have Terry Woods Kids and I also have Terry Woods Publishing um on Instagram and on Facebook. So you can definitely find me on those two and those two social media platforms. Great. Wonderful. Thank
2: you. Um, Terry, so um yeah, my Krishma. I just want to jump right in. So you, so how, in this day and age where, you know, people don't know how to kind of express their creativity or there's kind of people will write blogs rather than, you know, novels and things like that, how did you get into writing? Because you've been an author for a while now, and how, what pursued you, what, you know, kind of first brought your pen to paper?
3: Oh, uh, well, I had always liked, uh, as a young person, I had always liked writing poetry Um, That was one of my favorite pastimes in in writing poems and things like that. Uh, But I just basically uh, started uh, writing Truth to the Game in 1992, and I finished in 1993, and I copyrighted my book. And that was was really it. I just uh, sort of had a story, and I sat down, and I started writing.
1: Well, wow. um, one of the things that I love about you, Terry, with um, reading your story and such is I love, you probably didn't think it was great at the time, um, but um, I saw where you, for six years, you tried to get your book published and you were rejected so many times and you finally said, hey, I'm going to do it myself. Um, You know, I love hearing stories like that because it just says to people like myself, like never give up, um, if you just stay the course and stay dedicated, that good things would happen. I want you to talk about that, though, to the listeners who um, need encouragement because I find that to be very inspiring because you could have simply gave up, but you didn't. You kept pushing. So what made you, like, keep pushing and not give up? Well, I guess for me and and
3: this is very fortunate for me. Uh when I started, I was actually able to self-publish. And I guess that would probably be the difference in me and every other author out there today. They really just don't have that option uh to self-publish anymore. It's uh, different platforms available. There's this Internet available. Uh, When you uh, say, uh, I want to do a book, you have all these social media outlets. You have all these gurus who are telling you, here, we'll self-publish you. And uh, you have all these platforms that say, hey, we'll self-publish you. And so you think you're sort of self-publishing, but you're really not, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So for me, luckily, and this is this is where I say I'm very fortunate, um, I didn't have any of those platforms. and I didn't have the Internet. I didn't have a computer. I didn't have any social media interfering with me actually self-publishing. So I actually mm-hmm. had to actually self-publish a book. That's the difference If that makes sense. I actually had to do it. The difference. Nobody's really doing that. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: so you so you're saying that you you did it yourself as far as copying your book meaning
3: and, meaning, meaning when you say self publish today mm-hmm. uh, we're talking like twenty five years after the fact, so you're not technically self publishing. Nobody's really mm-hmm. self-publishing anything anymore. So when you say I self-published, I actually really did. I typed a book on a typewriter, and then I crazy glued it with some paper and some glue, oh, and I right. actually made a book. It was actually self-publishing. Get it? Right.
0: Yeah.
3: Like, right.
0: take yes. some glue
3: <laughs> and go make right. a book, and then that would yeah. be... Self-publishing, that definition no longer exists. So when you say Mm self-publishing, you're going to go over to your computer, you're going to put in self-publishing, and -hmm. there's going to be uh, an array of options for you to choose and companies that will help you self-publish your book. And these companies will tell you to download your file and give them some money, and they're going to help you self-publish your book, correct? Mm -hmm. Is that Mm -hmm. not what you see in front of you? Okay. So what I'm saying is I I did not have that 25 years ago. There was no computer. We actually really self-published We. I made a book with crazy glue. Right. I right. glued it together. Then I, you know, we we sold it out the trunk of the cart. Like we really self published a book. That's the That's difference. Crazy. You're not doing that anymore. Wow. Right. Nobody's doing I get it. that. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody's doing that. You're
1: absolutely right. No, so right. fortunately wow. for me,
3: I was actually able to self publish. Unfortunately right. for everyone else, they're not self publishing. They're doing. I don't know what they're doing, but it's not self-publishing. Does that make right. sense?
1: No,
3: Yes, definitely. it does
1: make sense. Okay. Thank you for explaining that because yeah, right. I don't know those terms, so thank you. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. Um, that that makes me love you even more because you know when I just think about that. So wait a minute, Terry. So I'm I'm sitting here, visioning you typing a book, gluing it together. So and typing you're a book a on a typewriter. Copies. Right on a typewriter so because there's no computer. Okay, so like, take me through this process. So you type it, but are we copying the book at a at a at a copier and then gluing well, it together fortunately for, multiple times?
3: Fortunately for me, I met this guy named Brian, and Brian said that he would help me. And so Brian went down to some stationery shop with some lady and told her to make 500 books, and she was actually the one who sat there. Oh, my goodness. And she photocopied, uh, and I guess she collated, and then she crazy glued. And that was the only problem. Like, you know, the crazy glue dried up, and um, it got really, really hard, and, it wasn't a good binding process, I guess. So that, <laughs> oh that okay, making these, these handmade books <laughs> were over here making handmade books literally with crazy glue. Um but you know, all the pages fell out when you opened the book. It it it, it was good. You know, it was it was wow. a good first run. It was a try. Um right. And 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 like I said, it was uh it was a learning process, but uh she charged $9 a book, so I had to go out there and sell this book for $20, and all of them fell apart. Everybody wow. would open their book, and all the pages would fly out in their face. It was it was a process. You know, you, you live and you learn. You know, wow. it was good. It was all good. Yeah. So yes,
1: but it, I love
2: that. When you, when you wrote um, True to the Game, you know, did you always envision it as a series, or was it just because it was so successful people wanted more? that you kind of created more books or initially was it just going to be a single book?
3: Uh, Truth to the Game was written in 1992 and copywritten in 93 and it stood alone um, up until uh, 2008 when I wrote the sequel and I was uh, asked to write a sequel when I did a deal with Grand Central Publishing and so I did.
2: Okay. Okay, that's great. And and so going from, you know, that kind of level of urban fiction, what made you decide to get into, you know, children's, you know, literature? And kind of, I, I, I love the idea behind the book of, like, you know, creating it where children can learn about morals and that kind of thing. What, what made you decide that you wanted to do that as well?
3: Okay, so we're talking about 22 books later, So we go from True to the Game to children's books, but we've missed a decade, over a decade of business. We've missed over a decade of growth. We've bypassed 20 titles. We've bypassed a lifetime of work. So let's back up a minute and let's go through the collection. So it started with True to the Game, It went on to be more careful, and me helping other people who were incarcerated publish their books. I became a publisher, Mm -hmm. and I went on to publish titles along co-authoring, authoring, authoring, writing, publishing, uh, signing other writers, working with other people for over a decade, and I published successfully over 21 urban fiction titles. From True to the Game to Dutch to Deadly Rains to Alibi to Angel to Predators, Tell Me Your Name to, you know, a Triangle, mm-hmm. Rectangle, Circle. And so, at you know, and so let's just, again, there's 21 titles. There's a lifetime okay. of work. And at some point, um, I guess for me, the body of my work uh, started to become sort of like borderline a gift and a curse. I've started dealing with bootlegging. I started dealing with a lot of stuff in business uh, because of the popularity Mm -hmm. of my brand. Um, And so for me, I just wanted to take a step back from it all because it was so hectic, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It got... A little hectic out there in business Uh, people don't really talk about what happened to us in publishing people don't really talk about what was happening on the streets people don't really talk about the ugly side of it which was the bootlegging and you know the the threatening and uh, all the people who started coming in on my business and doing really bad things and so when I look back on it all um, for me having uh, doing this for so long helping so many people along the way, um, I sort of said to myself, hmm, um, I'm, I'm in another place. I'm a mommy. Mm-hmm. I have two small boys. Um, there's other things that are in my world outside of just writing this type of content. So mm-hmm. there are things that I want to do with books that just are not urban fiction. One of those things that I wanted to do was, um, and this was since 2004, uh, when I built, uh, I had built a mansion and I had built a nursery for my two children, and uh, the, the nursery was a reflection um, or is the reflection of my new children's book line. And so the characters are my two children. And it always was there in '04. even mm-hmm. though in '04 mm-hmm. I was releasing Dutch. in '04, I was pregnant having a baby, even though I was mm-hmm. releasing Dutch. I wanted to do a children's book in '04. I couldn't mm-hmm. do a children's book in '04 because I was releasing Dutch. And not only was I releasing Dutch, but I had a trilogy to release, and then I had deadly rains, and then I had triangle and rectangle. So for years and years and years and years, I continued mm-hmm. on my path and doing the things that I was doing in my business. But the thought process of doing the children's books started in '04. It was always there. It just didn't manifest itself until 2011 when I actually mm-hmm. started writing them. But the premise of it and the wanting to do it and the storyline and all of it, um, mm-hmm. all of it began in 04, uh, creating Ginger, creating Frog Toad Smart, creating Bear, creating their worlds, uh, creating the Banjee Brothers Circus, the Wild Bunch of Monkeys that Run the Circus Show, creating all of it began in '04. It's just that it was manifesting itself and cultivating itself and forming itself inside of me while I was doing other things. And so by 2011, I was in a free space where mm-hmm. I was ready to pursue something else. And so that direction went into the children's book. If that makes sense. Okay.
2: Yeah. No. That's, yeah. No, that's really great. Um. The reason I always like to ask is because you know some some authors like especially when they have immense success like you've had in a certain genre they they feel kind of safer. They want to stay there for whatever reason. Kind of you know like a they don't want to you know think outside the box. So it's really great that I don't you think can. That... Well, let
3: me let me just say this. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think they can.
2: Mhm. <laughs> right.
3: And so that's why they don't.
2: No, definitely, definitely. I I think that sometimes people, but I I think also sometimes, you know, it's being able to just be like, you know, this is what I want to do and go for it. takes a lot of determination and courage and being, you know, to do it. So that's great because it's nice to be like, okay, I like, you know, people who've read True the Game and read all these books of yours. Then like, okay, now they're also in a different phase in their life. And it's like, this is great that they have really great children's books because nowadays and age we don't kind of put that, importance and stress on children as well. So um, I'm excited that to have a book where it has different topics of discussion to discuss morals and make it, you know, more understanding to kids. Because a lot of times now, you know, people will just hand over the iPad. They won't, they don't engage with children. Like growing up, I like had reading time with my entire family. And so I remember reading becoming a big habit of my life, which is probably one of the reasons why I still will always choose a book over, you know, a Kindle or, kind of just reading on a bright light and so now people are like oh well it's just show educational tv or which you know there's nothing wrong with that but the actual process of reading books with children is so important and it's a great habit to start at a young age so that way it really sticks with you but we'll definitely discuss um more of this with terry woods we're going to go into girl on fire by alicia keys and we'll be right back right here on the girlfriend network
0: She's just a girl and she's on fire Hotter than a fantasy Lonely like a highway Baby, I'm to switch this shit up Fuck the old shit Yeah girl This is girl Let me know Cause I'm gonna On the and watch it back on rewind. Call I know that you eat. Yeah. Girl, don't be shy, just admit it. As soon as you do, you can come through and get it for yeah. me. I'm gon' feel your touch, girl. Catch you in the rush, girl. Let me know what's up, girl. What's up, girl? 'Cause I'm go gonna go down, heat down it up, down beat go beat down, heat it up. Then keep down, 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 down. Then I'm gon' heat it up. Let me switch up the tempo. Let me switch up the tempo. Heat it up. Let me switch up the tempo. I wanna switch up the tempo. Heat it up. It down, it go down, it Take it down, 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 up to up Let me up the let me up the, let me up the, let me up the I want to the can I the can I, the oh yeah the
1: can I the the Hey, this is Big Daddy Kane, and trust me, when it comes to love, there's no half-stepping. On the Love Zone USA.com. Welcome back to the Girlfriend Network. You can call us 347 539 5729. Find us on IG at the underscore girlfriend underscore network. Today we are talking to the amazing Terry Woods, author and best known as the pioneer of urban fiction. Welcome back, Terry. Welcome back, Charisma. Oh,
2: Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. So,
1: Terry, um, we're so fascinated, and you're giving us a lesson, like, um, because we don't know anything about the, the publishing side or any other things that you're um, talking about, so we're not being, um, please forgive us, we're not trying to slight you, but um, we're just trying to learn all about you, and we're, you know, like, your books have been amazing, and, you know, you delving into um, writing children's books is magnificent. And you also have a publishing company. So Terry Woods Publishing, I want to tell our listeners. So that's fascinating as well because now you have this whole publishing company. Now, I'm assuming that you did this partially because you wanted to help other people because you yourself was sitting at a typewriter and gluing together pages. And no, so I did, I did pro- not did not. no, no,
3: no, I did not. No, <laughs> okay. No? no, okay. No, that's okay. not what happened. You know, I did not start my publishing company because I wanted to help people. That's that's not how it works, you know. Okay. I started um, my publishing company because I was selling books and I needed to have a company platform once I started making money. Um, when I self-published, you know, there was no need – Really, for me to go into trying to be a business and having that type of structure—just you know, self-publishing and selling my book—that's not sort of what happened. It just—it it just became, um, you, you know, um, a, it became a business structure because of the money and because of the sales and because it, it had to be set up that way. Um, me starting my publishing company was so that I could publish my books. What happened mm-hmm. was that people started uh I put a uh an order form in the back of my book. I started as doing um a prison prison mail, doing sales to the prisoners, um and selling my mm-hmm. book out of the trunk of the car. And then what happened was other people started sending me their books asking me could I uh publish them or give them publishing deals or could I help them. And so um you know, that 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 just became, you know, second nature. Um, as far as me reading books and saying, oh, wow, this is good, I'll publish you, I'll find you in my company, I'll work with you, um, that, that, became, that became secondary to me um, selling my books and publishing myself and saying, oh, wow, you know, when you, you, know, you start making money, you want to set up a, a company, you want to set up a business structure to, you know, obviously protect yourself uh separately mm-hmm. from from your business and what you're doing in business and so that's why I started the business but um initially I was I was just selling my book and like I said then people just started writing to me and they were incarcerated and sending me books they had written while they were in jail nobody was helping them and so um and so that's how I that's how I started
1: right wow so Terry also as a publisher, what, what makes you say to you or know that this is a good book and that this is going to sell? And, like, what is the proper protocol for having a book published by you? Um, well,
3: the first thing is, is that I no longer uh, publish other authors. I no longer accept manuscripts. And so that phase is is over for me. Um, the when i was accepting manuscripts um and when i was self publishing fiction novels uh basically it was it was just really it just really had to be a really good book it had to be a really really good story um it had to it had to capture the reader it had to be written in a, in such a way that it captured uh the the, the minds of readers, it it, it mm-hmm. engaged them. Um and there was a, a formula that I would I would have, there's a formula that I do have. So that um you know um I, I can give you one thing that I that I do, do. And and this is sort of like with any book that you pick up of mine. Um one there is a flow. Mm-hmm. There's a flow. Most most books for me don't have it. Outside of the flow that I need to be able to engage as a reader, um, there is something within the first, usually for me, I I won't even give you the first chapter. You got to get the first page. I don't have time.
2: Mm -hmm. Right.
3: I'm not I'm not doing this with you. I'm Not sitting up here mm-hmm. reading this to I'm not going to sit here and entertain you. I'm not even I'm not even going to let you waste my time with page after page. I don't
0: mm-hmm.
3: I can't I don't know how people do it. So for sure. me, it was always probably within the first 2-3 pages either I got you or I yeah. don't had you or, or I didn't. You know, I had right. everybody on the first page. You know, by the time right. we got through the first chapter, it's a no-brainer. You're not putting me down. Right. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. even going to go there with you. Like you, you're in, you are totally engaged in every book that I ever put out. I'm not wasting nobody's money. Mm-hmm. You know, this was, this was, this was, you know, and and this is the other thing. You know, when you're an independent, you, you know, when you when you're really out there pushing a novel, or you're pushing a product, you know, you got to come hard or go home. You don't got time to be hoping people, you know what I mean, or playing with people or hoping. No, you got to come hard. You got to get them the first page. You got to, you know what I mean? And once you get them, you got to keep them, you know what I mean? So there was always this, you know, this incredible flow. There was always a, um, a, a, a serious uh formula to put the books together so that uh the first page just jumped out at you. You know, you yeah. if it wasn't the first page, I had you by the first chapter, definitely. You know, I, by you you are bonded and you're in. With by the time you get through the first chapter, you you're in. You're not you're not putting it down. You're in,
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know, and if you can get a person, like I said, within the first page, the first couple of pages, um, that that was always part of me being strategic and how I put my books together and and things that I wanted to, um, you know, make sure that that my company represented when when it did put a book together, but um, yeah, you're you're not putting this down, and and that was okay. part of. That was part of
2: it, yeah. Terry, well, I have to ask, so after, you know, putting out book after book after book, I mean, you've created amazing novels, you know, like piece after piece that people are just wanting. How, where does your creative kind of flow come from? What do you do before you're about to start writing, or do the stories kind of come to you? Do you start with a, a character and then flow from the story? Um, Well, this is
3: me This, This was the nice part about Having a publishing company And being a boss You always have a team And so Part of it is Strategically, again Everything was always very strategic For me And so One, you needed a story You really need a story that's part of the problem, the mm-hmm. story. Like, you have to have a really good story. People think that they have good stories. Like, people, you ever notice when you're talking, you're like, oh, my God, I went do this and I would do that. Oh, my God, I need to tell my story. I need, I need to tell my story. I need to tell my story. Right? Right, how (laughs) much do you hear that? Oh my god, I went through this, I went through that. I need to tell my story, I need to tell my story. Okay, hold up. First of all, your story really needs to be good. Mm -hmm. It's hard to tell people that their story isn't really that good. Right. gotta have a good story. It's really, see, people think in their head. So you can't, you know, you can't disembark their brain. So you gotta have a good storyline. That's number one. Number two, Mm -hmm. this is the problem. I'm gonna tell you what the problem is. Okay, tell us. (sighs) Just because you have a good story to tell, Yes. Doesn't mean you're supposed to write it. Mm. Does that make sense? Okay, that's yes. deep. See, this is the deal. We all have stories, right? Like, yes, we do. Oh my yes. God, I need to tell you, but oh my God, you would never believe yes. what happened to me. Oh my God, my life Harry, is so. I need oh to my God. My
1: story. Hold on, no, just kidding. But so yes, we all have stories. Yes.
3: Everybody's got stories, right? <laughs> Absolutely. But But not everybody needs to try to write them. And I think in a lot of ways everybody's trying to write them. Does
2: that make sense? No, definitely. Well, like that's what I you know now nowadays people will you know just you yeah they just think oh well, I'm self-publishing
3: I'm an author I'm gonna be an author I'm right. writing I got a story to tell and I'm gonna tell my mm-hmm. story and so and so inspired me and I can I'm gonna be a writer and I'm an I'm an author now and I'm but self-publishing I, my book, book over here at Creative Space and I'm an author.
1: I have to say this, and I'm not throwing shade, Terry, within my community, but. Um, I live in Trenton, New Jersey. I live in Ewing. And when I tell you that so many people in my community have put out books, a lot of people, and it's just like, wow, you know, and it's just to the point where the next person puts out a book. Like when someone comes out with a book, it's like mad cool. Like, wow, you know, um, I get it. Author, I you, no one you Let me just say
3: this. No one.
1: Uh-huh.
3: I totally I trust me, believe me. I had for years, you know what? I never really paid it any mind. It was just something that I did. And I didn't I you know, I sit back now and I'm like, "You know what? I'm looking at all these people <laughs> And I'm like, "Oh." <laughs>
0: I'm like, I'm like saying to myself, "Oh boy, this book thing is really something."
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's
3: like really because again, it's i it's obviously um, it is, it is, it is a form, it is a talent. I believe it's a gift. I believe that um, for anyone to be able to put words down on paper
0: okay. that draw
3: human emotion from the reader, um, for anybody to be able to, uh, you know, share their story in such a way that it, 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 it transforms other people's lives. Right. Um, you know, for people who are really, really able to do this, Um, and draw human emotion, tell a story that, you know, leaves a reader, um, you know, um, in in a form of a, that's able to tell a story in such a way that it leaves the reader not only, just just full of emotion and, um, you know, pieces of a story are left with with people when they read um, really good books. Uh, the journey of taking um, a, a book and reading it, and the journey that you embark on—you um, know, whether it's in the streets of Philadelphia or, you know, whether it's in, you know, a field in, you know, England somewhere, whatever—you know, it's the journey and embracing that journey. Um, I just think that the the gift of writing. Um, the true essence of storytelling, that gift of being able to touch a reader um, has been exploited on so many levels that it's disgusting. So all I can really say is I think that that, that I personally have a duty um, to my readers. I always did. I think that... Um, you know, when you say Terry Woods, or you know, um, anything that I do, um, it has sincere purpose and um, the the gift of storytelling and the art of writing, um, mm-hmm. the creative imagination of putting these characters and bringing them to life on paper. Um, mm-hmm. This this is this is. Uh, this is this is why this is this is why um this is, this is why my books are still selling twenty five years later, and I'm still in business. This is why I'm bootlegged. this is why I'm stolen on every platform that can be imagined. This is why, and so mm-hmm. i you know I just feel like you know whatever people need to do to express themselves. Um, and however they are inspired to do so, I think that that's a beautiful thing. However, when it comes time for me um, to go do what I do, I don't play games. I'm a mad scientist. I have a method in my madness. This shit is real. When I put out a book, this shit's going to sell for the rest of the time. I'm not playing no games out here. This isn't just right. for me to say I got a book and I'm an author and go post some shit on social media. That's right. not what I'm doing this for. You know what I mean? That's so. Yeah, it, you know, it's not a fad for me. It's not a fad. It has. It's not a fad. It's, this is real. Right. This is what I do, and You're um, that. and I take it serious. You know, I take it very serious, and um, and um, and I expect to be bootlegged, and I I expect to be you know copied, and. You know, I I I expect that's what I do. It, it, it wouldn't, you know, it, it, listen, follow the leader. I don't know what to say, but I expect nothing less out here. And that's so, what I do. Terry, and I would think that my readers would expect nothing less from me.
1: Let me ask you this, too, Terry. Um, you know, we didn't get much into that about the business side and you being bootleg. But does any of that kind of, like, dishearten you or make you want to write less or... Um, you know,
3: put books out. Has that? You know, hopefully it has not. The, well, th- this it was. You know what? We had a lot going on. I guess the story. You know, I'm working on the story because people really don't really know what happened. You know, it's so crazy um, that people don't really know, and so um, it, uh, it 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 was. Uh, <sighs> You know, sometimes in life, you have to be able to walk away from certain things, and in this case, and in, in, in where I was in my career, um, I would say that the time had come for me that I had to walk away, and I had to leave it mm-hmm. all behind, and you know, you walk away from a lot of money. Um, you you walk away from the business and, um, you know, rightfully so for what I was dealing with. And I didn't, um, I, you know, I, I'm not a violent person. And so uh, the only other way to have dealt with any of the things that I was dealing with would have been me to pick up the phone and cut a check and deal in violence and I chose not to do that, so I walked away. But uh um, wow. that's so
1: sad though, you know, for mm. of Yeah, that's and, uh you know uh, that's
3: uh that's the uh what do they say when you hear the saying, um that's why black people uh don't do well in business or shouldn't do business mm. or can't mm. work together. And so,
1: did uh, did did you find that too, Terry, in your business that um, one was afraid of like you getting further than someone else or like crabs and? Oh, you guys
3: obviously know nothing about the last twenty five years in blacks and publishing, huh?
1: No, I got to write this book, girl. It's a mess. Yes, I'm telling you, it's a mess. That's why we're.
3: (laughs) You know. um I don't, you know, I'm I'm not a I'm not really a talker, you know. I I believe the game should be sold and not told, and and I really do look forward to um to to to, to doing my tell all and my autobiography, and um and everything that I did go through in publishing, to say that um well, it it, it, it <laughs> put it like this. When you become successful, really, truly, truly successful, you will have worked really, really hard to become successful, and then you will work even harder to maintain everything that you have built for, and everybody will come for everything that you have. When everybody comes for everything that you have, and they are determined that they are going to take everything that you have. I mean, this includes everything, your money, your books, your man, your dog, your cat, your house, your car, everything you have, other people want it. And, you know, um, the interference in business and the bootlegging uh, began with Dutch and it it went on and it went on and it went on. And um, it was was just a bad place for a lot of folks, I think, um, that were trying to do business in books and um you know again knowing what i was dealing with and trying to get people not to steal my work um trying to get people to stop printing my books illegally and selling them illegally and doing all this illegal business it you know it became excruciatingly um just intolerable for me and uh to have to be even bothered on that level mm-hmm. or to even have to try to defend myself as a woman in business and deal with the stuff that I was doing. And then, like I said, you're putting me in a situation where you're making me have to pick up the phone over here, literally. And I just don't want to pick up the phone. I don't want to have to hurt you. I want Mm. you to leave me alone. And so, you know, when it gets to that point where you just really don't, want to have to pick up the phone, and that that's your only option, to either pick up the phone or walk away, that's a choice that you got to make. You know, for some people, you know, they're, they're driven by money, so they can't walk away. You know, for some people, they're driven by ego. So, you know what I mean, they're dealing with their pride, right. you know, and it's hard. It's hard out here when you got people talking yeah. about you, throwing dirt on your name. Cause, you know, yes. remember something. Mm-hmm. The only reason why we have racism today is because racism justifies slavery. Racism justifies what we did to a people. Racism justifies, so, so everything that was done in slavery was about sugar and cotton. It wasn't about the color of nobody's skin. It was a profit. Mm -hmm. In order for us to get away with making that profit, we got to make these people out to be less than what they're supposed to be. So in order for us to get away with doing what Mm -hmm. we want to do to Terry Woods, we got to paint the picture that Terry Woods is A, B, C, and D for us to be able to get away with doing what we want to do to her. It's the same thing. It's money. It's money. I'm dealing in money. I'm not dealing in nothing personal. I'm not dealing in, like, I'm a bad person. I'm not dealing like I did something to nobody. That's not what's going on. This is about money. So when people have to destroy you to steal you, then that's what has to be done. Now, you're going to either what? What you going to do? I suggest you get out the way. Because if you really really all that, no, 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 no. Let me say something. If you really, really all that. If you really are that, if you really what you claim you are, don't even worry about it. You're good. God going to have you no matter what. You ain't going to fall. Yes. You can walk away from a million dollars every day. There's going to be a bigger pot for you it. over here. You walk away from that, there's something else. Don't worry about it. Love That's it. what I've
1: learned. Okay. Terry, we love and appreciate you. We want you to come back and when you do this sell-all book. Promise us she'll come back. So, you can teach us more. When about I get the
3: book, when you read this book, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> you don't understand.
1: We understand. Terry. No, you we don't. A, well, we, we did it. <laughs> we love you. You're coming back. Unfortunately, that is the end of our show. Terry Woods, thank you so much. We love and appreciate you and we respect absolutely, you.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. No problem. Anytime, girls.
1: Okay. All right. And listeners, thank you so much, listeners. We'll see you again next week, same time, same place. Be blessed.